0: Hey, listeners, Chloe here. If you need to stay as up to date with the latest developments and innovations in the luxury industry as I do, you need to dive into Vogue Business. It's your ticket to a global perspective on fashion and beauty, delivering exclusive insights that will give you the edge in this competitive, dynamic industry. Just visit VogueBusiness.com today and use the code RUN20 at checkout to join the Vogue Business community. That's VogueBusiness.com, promo code RUN20. Don't miss out. This podcast is supported by Macy's. Mother's Day is May 12th, and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Shop by price, 25 and under to 100 and under. Category, like fragrances and handbags. Or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything or for grandma. Macy's has all the hottest gift ideas like Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs, and more. Go to macy's.com slash gift to shop. That's macy's.com slash gift today. Oh, hi Fran. Hi.
1: Hey, how's it going? You look so pro, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I I love We're that. very <laughs> pro. <laughs> <laughs> it's going well, thank you.
2: The
1: <laughs> before the storm.
3: This is The Run Through. I'm Cher Minardi. And I'm Chloe
0: Mal. The fashion flock have descended on Milan this week after hitting London last
3: weekend. And of course, we talked to the Queen of Vocatalia yesterday our very own Francesca Ragazzi, who is the head of editorial content at Vogue Italia.
0: She was very excited for the Diesel show, which kicked things off with my beloved Jennifer Coolidge of White Lotus. These gays are trying to kill me, acclaim. (laughs) What are we supposed to be excited about this week for Milan Fashion? Like, what what are the big shows?
1: Yes, so big shows. uh, I, I always look forward to Diesel, actually, because it, starts the and Glenn is such a creative and uh, Glenn Martins who, to, who's wait, to oh, new, to discovery.
3: new discovery yeah. for Chloe I never Martins. heard of
1: Glenn Martins I was <laughs> shamed <laughs> Glenn is the best you have to meet him very connected to zeitgeist to the people community driven uh super smiley and uh, amazing designer very proud uh, that he's in town for diesel uh, so I expect a lot of uh, jeans couture. Uh.
0: <laughs> Diesel is an Italian brand. Yeah. What's next? What
1: else are we excited about? Yeah, very excited about Fendi. Right after, I would say. Who and designs Fendi now? Kim Jones. Yeah. So it's uh yes. So we have Silvia for men's Silvia Fendi for men. Kim for women's and couture. And we okay. have Delfina which who is amazing and does all the jewelry. So that's very cool. Right. And, and Delfina,
0: does she still have her own brand? I remember when we all used to love that so much. Yes, Delfina Deletre's Fendi is the, she's the granddaughter or she's, she's Sylvia's daughter, but she's, and Sylvia is the daughter of Mr. Fendi. Is that right?
1: It's the third generation of okay. our family. It was started by the grandparents of Sylvia. Oh, okay. All right. Super cool. Oh, my God. I love podcasts. I want to do that in my next life. Well, you could do it in this life. Exactly.
3: (laughs) We we love having you on. We love having you on. Everybody talks about Bottega being the hot ticket of the week. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. especially after no you know i'm excited about everything Shoma, so for me <laughs> criteria is give us some entertainment and we are ready mm-hmm. but yes bottega um it's uh, it's phenomenal because you really could join like art and fashion in a very uh, like nice and gracious way so i can't wait to see and uh, my feeling is that the prediction overall is, is going to be a lot of uh, modernism and minimal clothes. But let's see. Another brand I really look forward to see is Ferragamo mm. with, yeah. uh, with Maximilian Davis. I
3: I can tell you a bit about Max. Because he's British. <laughs> um, actually, you know, he's a he's a he's someone I met before. He he was designing at Ferragamo when he was he was. Um, he before, When he was just doing his first collection for his own line and I remember meeting him in a coffee shop and he, he talked through his collection. It was all inspired How old inspired is he? He looks by, like twenties. He's but... young. He's very young. He's like, probably late like 20s, I would say. Yeah. Um, and one I, of the only black designers to run a major Italian house, right? For sure. Yeah. And he, very he works great. very closely with with Ib Kamara too. And he worked with Ib, Ib Kamara, who's the editor-in-chief of Dazed. Um, days of Confused, So he also the
1: creative director of uh, of White. Yes, exactly. So not mm-hmm. huh, yeah.
3: you know
0: That
1: so I'm learning so much this morning. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they I all love. they that's all
3: kept kind of friendly.
1: Fashion. that's what we want to do with our audience. Tell tell them things.
3: Yeah, <laughs> tell us a little bit about Raf's work because he, he his use of color is very is very special, right?
1: Yes, uh, the the use the use of color is very special, especially like the red, for example, for Max uh, is because it's connected to uh, his uh, his roots so the uh, Trinidad and Tobago so it's uh, hmm. really a personal affair that uh, Max has with uh, with Red. I know this season
3: Sabato won't be the new creative director of Gucci won't be showing because he's still at his job at Valentino. Valentino I think he's yeah. working still he's working about. this season probably. Oh
0: wow that's the new Gucci designer and yeah. he's gonna still be doing Valentino? Yeah, that he feels wo- like
3: there should be like a non-compete, like f- like or like finance, <laughs> where they like take your computer away as soon as you
1: leave. <laughs> I know. I wonder how they're going to work it out. I mean, he's Pier Paolo's right hand, right? Yes, and what I think interesting is like all those uh, these new generation get so much support, right? So Sabato got the blessing of Pier Paolo Pizzoli, who is his uh, boss and soon former boss. And the uh, same happened to Max uh, Davis and Ferragamo, strong supporters since day one, like Naomi Campbell, the community. I mean, that's very incredible. I can feel now more than ever this uh, uh, transition to to a new generation being sit at the table as well. It's it's exciting.
3: Yeah, it's cool to see that in Milan because I think traditionally we don't associate it with young emerging talent or... It's Prada you know, or bust. Yeah. Uh, Does it, do you feel it. the shift? I do. Francesca, you don't do yourself credit. You're part of the change in Milan. I mean, like, you're, you know, head of Vogue Italy and, like, you've been there, you know, it's a, it's it's recent for you and you're, you've are you been really good at pushing for change and bringing in new creatives. And when did you take your position? How long has it been now?
1: Been here in the house.
3: Wow!
0: So, and will you
1: tell
3: us a little bit about the the Fran origin story?
0: Yeah,
1: we need to know. Ah, uh, my story. Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> I, I started to work at Vogue as an intern in my twenties. American Vogue or in uh, uh, Italian Vogue? Italian Vogue. The of Franca Sozzani. So I was basically packing uh, clothes and luggages for the shoots, but because a lot of shoots were happening in Paris, I was able to go on set uh, since day one with masters like Paolo Roversi, Peter Lindbergh, and then I want I like change. So after a while, I wanted to see another side of the business. So I joined American Vogue, which was very different in terms of approach, but that's what makes How? it very interesting. Well, Ita- the Italian way is more like last minute uh, we will find <laughs> a solution, and uh, American way was much more organized and business oriented. For example, we just confirmed a cover shoot in Milan in two days. But oh my god! <laughs> <didn't do> <laughs> congratulations. And you know, uh ib Camara is not worried about the wardrobe because he knows we can pull it up in two days. So <laughs> I'm. I'm proud about the Italian twist plot.
0: Actually, Fran, should we just talk about how we all know each other? Because I want to hear a little bit more about your time at American Vogue. What were you yeah. doing? I remember you coming, and you were like, it was like a bottle of Prosecco being popped <laughs> among a sea of
1: <laughs> Pinot Grigio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, some, be, Because I'm so obsessed with my job that one summer, instead of going on vacation, I asked to spend the Uh, Summertime in uh, New York with American Vogue. (laughs) (laughs) I I volunteered to be just there and uh, whatever was needed, I could help. And uh, uh, after my time there, one month, I was, you know, I was told that there was eventually the possibility to come back a few months after. And I got my visa and uh, I arrived uh, in New York as a fashion associate for the Italian and French market in Virginia Smith's office. Virginia Smith is the global head of fashion.
0: Fran, how do you describe your job to people who don't know what it is?
1: I was trying to explain what is an editor to my nephew. She's five. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she keeps saying that it looks like it's a designer in the end. (laughs) 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 It's a designer of stories. No, what we do is like uh, editor means edit, edit means put order. So in a very, in a world full of information and inputs and images is like you have to pick the best stories to share with your audience and with the, with your readers. (laughs) Great. (laughs) I love it. It's a good description. So what's your day like during fashion week? Very late because I'm a night person, you know. I like to parties, like I like to stay out. I'm trying to learn from Anna Winter that uh, mm, very, <laughs> you know, like a way of doing things that you stay one hour, you stay just at the beginning. I really can't. I tried. Uh, I don't know why, but this is my goal. <laughs> Give yourself a curfew, midnight. No, I can't because then. So, what time do you usually stay out? How do you have the energy? uh, I always meet someone, and then, but (laughs) it's not that I drink or I do strange things. It's just I like being out with people because I'm more more relaxed. You are so, I mean,
3: it's, and you're so fun to be around. I think I've had some really good times with you at parties.
1: It's working (laughs) for you. No, but uh, she, no, I think we need to follow the good example. But uh, I (laughs) can't. So in the in the morning I struggle, but I wake up at <laughs> at eight. <laughs> and, uh, I put myself in the car with all my luggage because I I have to do everything in the car. Also change for the night time, like oh wow yeah, okay, computer. But the drivers we all are, we are super friends. We stay in touch after because we really share everything and uh, yeah I jump from a show to another appointments uh, yeah and we try to keep it healthy as well which means trying you know giving yourself one hour to eat uh, and uh, trying like remind remind myself to stay like a nice person no hysteria no panic because it's against... you're always nice I've never seen you, <laughs> no, but I don't, you, you don't know it.
3: Thank you so so much. Yeah, thank you for thank you for coming on. Thanks,
0: Fran, I want you to stay out as late as you want this week. Yeah, I think you're do it. you're doing what works for you and you should lean into that.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. Good
2: Bye. luck.
0: Bye.
1: Ciao.
3: Choma, you are actually en route to the airport. As we speak, I'm off for Fashion Week in Paris. I mean, so much to look forward to when I get there. All the big shows: Chanel, Saint Laurent, Dior, Paco Rabanne. But there's also like a new wave of young designers. I'm very designers. I'm very excited to see Esther Manis.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk to them on the Saturday. next show. Yeah. yeah,
3: there'll be lots. We to see. We can't
0: wait to hear about it. You'll be uh, zooming in. Uh... I'll be zooming in next week. Great. This is the Run Through of Vogue. We'll be back in just a minute. Hi, I'm Michael Calori, the co-host of Wired's Gadget Lab. And I'm Lauren Good, the other co-host of Wired's Gadget Lab. Get ready to dive deep into the cultural phenomenon that's been shaping conversations, sparking movements, and breaking barriers for over a decade. The new three-part docuseries, Black Twitter, A People's History, based on the groundbreaking Wired cover story by Jason Parham, explores everything from the fun, games, and inside jokes that characterized the early years of Black Twitter to the social movements, the voices, and the hashtags that made Black Twitter an influential force in nearly every aspect of American political culture. Join us as we unravel the threads of this digital community, tracing its origins, celebrating its triumphs, and exploring its impact on society at large. Watch the series from Onyx Collective in association with Wired Studios, premiering on Hulu on May 9th. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? Maybe a chef-grade range made you want to hone your cooking skills, or a high-tech tennis racket made you want to work on your backhand? I recently bought a new pair of running shoes and that made me love hitting the pavement again. Well, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. It's advanced technology and in luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Live up to the all new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. terms apply. And we're back at the run through with the one and only Erica Badu in the studio when she was visiting New York for Fashion Week. <sighs> Exciting. This was this was a big <laughs> one for me. I have to say historically I'm not a, like a Erica Badu diehard, but this will now go down in the records as one of my favorite
3: interviews I've ever done in fifteen years interviewing people. I loved watching you because the oh. <laughs> expressions. It was in that moment that I was like, "I wish we had, you know, video." Oh, it was a dream. Yeah, especially you having your tarot cards read. Oh
0: my god, she read my tarot cards. She yeah. pulled
3: a card. Yes. Yeah, that was great.
0: Uh, you have a long-running relationship with her. You I guys hung out are with every basically best family.
3: <laughs> I spent a lot of time with Erica in Dallas. The thing about you wrote, with, the
0: wrote, I, I wrote, wrote the amazing cover story on her the March story, cover
3: which was really fun to do and such an honor to do. Um yeah, I, I went down to Dallas and the plan was very loose as it always is with Ms. Badu it's all about mood and vibe and <laughs> so I kept a couple of days you know for flow and we hung out one night and she was like, "You know what?" you should meet my family, we should hang out. And I thought, yeah, so I changed my flight. Oh my gosh. Um, And there had been a a crazy, I'd never lived through a um, tornado. And there was a tornado the morning that we were supposed to hang out with our family. So I just had to like cross my fingers and hope that it passed. So it was quite dramatic. And it did. And it was just like, as if nothing happened. It was kind of incredible. I so hunkered down in my hotel and then she came picked me up in her dove gray porsche ah! and we headed over to her mom's house where where she grew up, and it was so fun that like she's she's the best as you will discover in I our mean interview. she came into this office <laughs> just what she was wearing alone
0: <laughs> she was wearing a Basically, it was like Erica and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah. A Tomy-embroidered um, duster, mm-hmm. thigh-high, caramel suede, Y-Project boots, and then the layers of headgear. <laughs> Troma walk us through what was on her
3: head. Well, some kind of like Power Ranger-like visor, and then a red crochet balaclava, and then these insane— And
0: then a stovetop top. High-
3: Hat. oh i missed the hat see she walked it. by the time she got into the studio the hat was off but she forgot the hat and we had to chase her
0: yeah when i <laughs> left the building the uh, security guards downstairs at one world trade were all talking about her hat
3: everyone was very excited i mean mm-hmm. what's not to love mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean she was totally ready for new york fashion week you know she was here for new york fashion week and um
0: no one else was as ready. No as one she else. Was. <laughs> no one else is ever as ready. She's always ready.
3: <laughs> well, hey, Miss Badu, yeah, so good to have you in the studio with us. Tell us how your fashion
2: week has been. My fashion week has been mm, eventful, successful, um, tiring. It's a lot of work. I'm super grateful for it.
3: I spied you across the room at Tom Brown. Oh, I didn't see you. Yeah. What do you love about Tom?
2: I love that he makes me feel like when wanting to do something really creative and whimsical and imaginative, I would want to do it but think I'd get in trouble for it. And he does those things that we think we'll get in trouble to do. And he's courageous and always imaginative and and inhibited. That's what I like about him. Tell us what you wore that day. I wore Tom Brown that day. Tom's look was inspired by the actual look itself. I I looked at a a photo of the the full look, and I interpreted it in my way. I love the curlers. Thank you. Yeah, they were really great. Thank you. There were curlers in the original look, but they were very small, little red and blue ones. Right. So I thought that...
0: You upped the ante. Yeah,
2: just a little bit.
3: (laughs) I think they were, by, weren't they, from this young designer duo in Brooklyn? Yes, El Enchanté.
2: <laughs> That's it. Very, very cool jewelry two, brand. Yeah, two very talented twin sisters, uh, originally from Nigeria.
3: You're like a jewelry connoisseur. I feel like you always have incredible jewelry that you have either custom made or you've or you've commissioned.
2: Yeah, I love it. I think it it creates sometimes the look. You know, it's all you need, really. Those little accents and things that enhance the silhouette but not take away from it.
3: So now we're dying to know. <laughs> how do you get, like, how do you decide? Is it a mood thing? Is it a vibe thing? Like, you how wake do, up,
0: you're you, naked. Yeah, well, I mean, not necessarily, but I mean, how do you build? <laughs> I feel like you're painting a picture with your clothes every day. How do you build your outfits?
2: Yeah, that's how I feel, too. <laughs> I wake up and I... You know, do my morning ritual, and I'm thinking about it the whole time.
0: What's what's the ritual? Do you mind me asking?
2: Uh, I light a candle on my altar, and I make a cup of tea.
0: What's what kind of candle?
2: Uh, just a small tea light. Okay. That can go out in about an hour. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I make a cup of tea, and I turn on. I say, Alexa. Play soothing wind chimes. <laughs> and she does. Sometimes she goes, your Amazon account has been suspended. <laughs> but it's, it's a mistake. <laughs> Obviously. So I say it again. Alexa, play wind, soothing wind chimes. She plays it again. So, so she plays it and I go, you know, I open the doors And I'm thinking about, you know, what I have to do for the day. Most days I don't have to go anywhere. But on a week like this week, my day would be a little bit different. I would wake up and I'm in a hotel room. And uh, I'm just thinking about what I have to do that day. And what colors I want to create. Or I just wear what I slept in. With a jacket. (laughs) Some cute boots, <laughs> hat, some jeery, You know, there's not a lot of thought that goes into it. Well, I would I would love to have a really eloquent answer, but I just, you know, it's grace. Yeah, it's what it is. It's it happens to work.
3: We very much enjoyed your cover. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Yeah. We really did. Yeah,
2: tell us about the shoot. Oh, it was really fun. Where was it? It was uh, Santa Monica, I believe, on the beach. Um, a very overcast day at first. And then as it got to the golden hour, that's when we all became um, creative and expressive. It was the day before we were kind of pow-wowing in my hotel room and talking about the looks Alex and I.
3: That's fashion editor Alex
2: Harrington. and did a uh, a little test shoot on the wall as I was just throwing things together. And some of them stuck. Some of them were things that were um, really cool looks, and we kept a couple of those. And Alex had some things in mind, so it was a true collab. It was his vision and uh, my vision, seasonings and stuff that I can add. And we did, you know.
0: Yeah. Were there some special pieces of your own that you kept in the shoot, that you wore jewelry or accessories?
2: There was a special piece we talked about for two weeks. <laughs> we talked about we need to locate the perfect tattered T-shirt. Oh, wow. Wow. The perfect tattered T-shirt, and I'm going to wear it throughout the whole shoot. So you have to kind of find it in each photo. But it's our, me and Alex's own kind of... Talisman. Yes, Exactly. And oh, I, I, that. I slept in it the night before, you know, just to get the energy going because it guided the whole way. You know, so it's it's present in some of the photos and, and other ones you don't really see. It, but Yeah. I love that your daughter's in there with you. There's really beautiful photos together. What Puma. was it like shooting with her? Easy. <laughs> just like doing everything with her. She's, you know, just easy breathing. Um... She's helpful, she's kind, um, considerate, hardworking, so she didn't mind. She's really, she's starting her career and doesn't really want to be in the limelight when uh, it's a job for me. She's very humble. Um,
3: she is very humble, I got that impression from her. She's very
2: polite and lovely. Yeah, mm-hmm. But, you know, they asked her if she wanted to be in it. And I go, Puma, do you want to be in this? Because everybody is waiting for you. Everybody thinks that you're going to be perfect for it. Come on, please. Let's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it is most of the time. <laughs>
3: Didn't she come with you to deliver those twins?
2: She did. Oh, my god! It gosh. was almost the same thing. on come on, we got
3: to go to this. <laughs> it's going to be perfect. Everybody is waiting for you. The babies
0: need this. You
2: yeah. know. Okay.
0: Wait, well, tell us about that because I mean, <laughs> I can't imagine delivering
2: twins. Well, I this story is going to break first with you. Okay. We weren't actually there. Okay. Um, we went uh, for the first um, visit. Um,
0: we should say for anyone who doesn't know that you are a doula. I'm a doula. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, Summer
2: Walker was. Yes, and some, incredible. This is singer. my second time. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. I see. Second time around with her. Yeah, she had a, a daughter that I was present for the first time, and two years ago. It was kind of a false alarm the first time we went. And we went back home and, you know, regrouped a little bit. And by the time it was time to go back, we were on the way. And she said, well, the babies are here. Sometimes it happens like that. But there's still a tremendous amount of guidance and support they depend on. Mm-hmm. You know, so I go afterwards and... Give post-support if I miss a birth. I have missed a birth before because you never know how quickly mm-hmm. it's going to happen. And luckily, we had set up a great support team. We always have a really good support team. A network where there are people on hand. You know, I had other doulas who were available to help.
0: Twins are always seem so complicated,
2: though. And <laughs> Oof. How's she doing? She's doing wonderful. Yeah, wow. she's back in these streets. And being a good mommy and working, being creative. Wow. Yeah. I love how you, you bring
3: ritual into everything that you do. And so tell me a little bit about what goes into your doula kit, like how you set, set it up, the yeah. rituals and the, the breathing exercises that you...
2: Sure. My doula kit, I'll say it's the kit is the whole experience, I think. It starts when I meet a mother and we bond and... I think this is something that I can do in a family I can support, and we decide on a birthing plan. Uh, this is probably the fourth, fifth month, and ahead of time we decide who's going to be there and what the vision is. And that changes sometimes, but just to have a foundation of that, then I walk a mom through her nutritional package, her, you know, the recommendations that are suited for a good, healthy birth. Then we come with our own dual ritual. Uh, for example, uh, Tiana Taylor and I got up every morning at sunrise and we did a meditation and a prayer um, using elements, you know, fire or candle, or incense for the wind, a little cup of water, and a plant or something for earth. and just to ground us and realign us with nature.
0: Do you usually do home births or
2: hospital births? I usually do home births or birthing center births, but I also attend hospital births as Mm -hmm. well. doesn't matter to me. You know, it's no wrong way to have a baby. It's just that you are at peace and you have uh, the comfort that you desire so that the breasts are easy, the heart rate is down, and the babies can... Comfortable,
0: and your babies aren't babies anymore. No? My
2: babies are not. My my youngest just turned fourteen, and that's a wow, a special time. She's an
3: Aquarius. Or? She is an
2: Aquarius. Special. She is. She's the only Aquarius or air sign in the house. The rest of us are water. I'm Pisces, and Puma's Cancer, and Seven Scorpio. So she's the regulator.
0: I just am in awe that so much of your family, so many of your family members work with you. Yeah. How, I mean, that's like brings new meaning to family business.
2: Listen, we had an intervention today, you know, every now and then I'll ask, you know, for a report. Like, how am I, how am I doing in life? How am I, you know, and then they'll tell me, well, sometimes you, have a tendency to say, so, 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 so. "Your movement is snapping quick this week," or you know. They'll tell me, because they're my family members. You know, it's my sister. I grew up with her. It's my daughter. She's honest. You know, it's my mother. She's like, "Come on now." She's definitely honest. Yeah, she's <laughs> straight to, shooter, and she's witty.
1: You know, she's she's so, so
2: funny. she she's half joking, half straight. You know, but it's like she's she's gonna be straight with you. You're right. My uncles, they're gonna coddle me. And that's so I get so I get the balance of everything. Wow! Right. You know I get the you do everything right, and then I get the nah sis, that's not it. You know so, as long as we uh, keep those lines of communication open, and and not shy away from from loving each other, and not put loyalty in front of it.
3: I'd love for you to share with us a little bit about, um, you know baby Erica, when you, you know, when you were young (laughs) and you learned to sing and Uh um, what are your first memories of kind of like being, you shared a little bit with me about how hearing music, but what were your first memories of making music?
2: My first memories are in church with my great grandmother, the house that you were in. Mm -hmm. She also lived there Mm -hmm. and passed on there.
0: Mm -hmm. In Dallas.
2: In Dallas. Mm -hmm. And my grandmother lived there and passed on there. Wow. Now my mother has inherited the the position of the matriarch of that house. In that house, there was a a grand piano or an upright piano, Mm. and it belongs to my great-grandmother, Odessa, Mm. and she played for a church, so she would play it all the time. And it was a pretty tall upright piano, you know, the kind that you would see in a Western movie or in the old church. And she would kick the bottom of it while she played to use the bottom for a kick drum. Oh, wow. And I would sit under there (laughs) and watch her foot, you know, and I would feel it, you know, whatever it was that you're supposed to feel. I felt it. And uh, I always had, I didn't know if I would be a singer or anything like that, but I felt the thing. Whatever that is that, uh, you know, the metronome, mine always finds the rhythm or the pitch or the, of the keys or the tone of the thing, you know, I always find it. But I didn't know I would be a single, but that's my first understanding. And my other grandmother uh, bought me a piano like that. And... I just pretended like I was playing, like my great grandmother, and that's. Did it, you teach it yourself, that. or I, did you take did. lessons? Huh. Yeah, I can't read music. Or.
3: Wow, I will say, Erica played me a song. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't allowed to record it, but um, <laughs> we know that you're, you know your your music is such a part of you too, and I know that people are eager to see what you will do next with music. How are you feeling about that?
2: Soon come, you know, I feel like I've been going through a downloading period. Mm. You know, I told you that for the past mm, two or three years since a little bit before COVID, uh, the pandemic, yeah, that that sent us all into a, a spiral of deep thought. and um, I think that I'm ready to have something to say, maybe, yeah, to upload. So, yeah, I'm ready. So that, uh, cause I'm feeling music a lot right now. I listen to it all the time, but I'm really feeling like participating. You know, even though I perform live, it's a totally different feeling. A live performance is like creating a moment. You can do that anytime, time, but um, the studio experience is perfecting a moment. And yeah, it's work. You get in there and you you really start to craft something and I'm ready to give that type of energy to myself so soon. Is that what you asked me? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I'm ready to do that, I think.
0: I was excited to learn that you actually started working at Steve Harvey's Comedy Club. (laughs) And Choma was telling me that you actually are quite the mischief maker and prankster. And I was just wondering, how do you sort of integrate that into your life are you playing pranks on people and your family it's <laughs> <laughs>
3: april fool's a big holiday i didn't mention this but you should see the the doesn't the welcome mat is really hilarious
2: <laughs> okay <laughs> don't i steal. think that's what she meant
3: <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. i don't know about this no. my welcome mat well, says, well there's, there's always a little bit of fun there's always a little bit of like
2: yes sister, it's, it's a little mischief yes
3: what does what the welcome mat say
2: well i gotta tell you the story first all right <laughs> People are stealing people's packages left and right. <laughs> and it's like people just really feel entitled to people's mm-hmm. things now for some reason. It's so weird. And, um, but people are also still scared of things that they don't understand. So in order to deter people from stealing packages, my welcome mat says, steal my packages and you will die in three days' time.
0: Now, did you make this custom? Or? I did. Oh, wow.
3: I didn't know it was custom.
0: Like, it was custom. Like on Etsy or how does that it, work? It was
2: custom. From <laughs> I, I saw this uh, mat company on Instagram, actually. <laughs> I said, can you make me one to say, steal my packages and you will die in three days' time today?
0: Everyone else has their name on it.
2: <laughs> and they said, uh, yeah, we can. You probably do that. <laughs> Came in the mail. I was like, yes. <laughs> I put it outside. And right. there have been no. It works. Thefts on my camera.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to hear that. I also know there was a word that you taught me and it's escaping me, but it's a, I think it's an um, indigenous American word. That hey, it, that's right. Explain that to everybody because I was really intrigued. Hey, about
2: the Sioux tribe describes Heioka as an empath who deeply feels everybody's emotional experiences in some way. And he is the person in the tribe who tries to make light of heavy things by using comedy as a coping mechanism, mm. riding the horse backwards or eating a rock or making light of someone's tragedy by making a joke of it. The whole desire is to create balance so that we don't take ourselves and our moments so serious. Heioka is very blunt with their opinions and they are very curt with their statements, and they often cut people off because they know what you're going to say, and they don't have time to listen to it. So that could be seen as rude, and people do say they're rude. But <laughs> heyoka's are, they're, it's not like I'm talking about myself, huh? <laughs> I am, I am Hayoka, I am Hayoka. <laughs> Yeah, that's and I um when I read the description years ago, I felt like I fit that description because I mean well and my energy is pure, but sometimes people don't like the mirror up to them, mm-hmm. and they will tell yourself like, "It's not always your job to show someone who they are," and you know, I disagree. <laughs> who job is? <laughs> it is my job. There yeah, there you have it. I mean, you have
3: so many talents. I <laughs> thank I, you. We actually have a thank you. deck of tarot cards here. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and I think it might be time for us to. These are very old, yes. <laughs> I think they're actually in French. Are they in French? They're my
0: father's, they're French 30 year old <laughs> French tarot cards. They're beautiful cards. <laughs>
3: um, but because I know when I was there, you know, your altar has all kinds of beautiful things on it and there was a stack of cards and you pull me a card that you pulled a card for me that was very accurate for my life at that moment
2: yeah tarot are you guys
3: into tarot yeah at all
0: yeah i haven't had my cards read in a long time what do
2: you know about tarot
0: well i have a uh, it's getting very personal but when i was very young about 8 or 9 years old my mother and i went to a tarot card reader on a side street in midtown And she read our cards and I forget what she said about me, but then she looked at my mother and she pulled, it might have been the card of death, but she said, you're going to need help very soon. And then a year later, my father died. And so my mother has never seen a tarot card reader since then.
3: How long have you been um,
2: into tarot, Erica? Five minutes. (laughs) But I can do it. (laughs) I'm new to this, but I'm not new to this. (laughs) Understand me? I can guarantee you that I'm going to give you a reading that's going to blow your mind. (laughs) Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Come, spirit, and give us some energy, something that we can use. Something that we may... learn from, grow from. Thank you. Our readers don't do this, but...
3: <laughs> <laughs> so Erica's tapping on the sack of cards with her grill, which is amazing. <laughs> That's
2: the only stones I had available. Are, I know. <laughs> they're pearls in here. You see they're beautiful. Also, they're
3: beautiful. I was
2: admiring them. I'm also resourceful. <laughs> okay. So uh, do you have a question in mind or you just want – let's do – go ahead. Yeah. Let's do the whole thing. You have a question in mind.
0: Oof. That's my question. Um, I found myself recently as I've become a parent – being concerned about the health of myself and those around me and i feel like there's no way to control that but i i wonder i'm constantly f- concerned about having health issues early
2: death no i'm joking
3: <laughs> don't do that erica <laughs> that's not funny <laughs> no no i was kidding <laughs>
2: card is the Ten of Cups. Ten of Cups says to me that and cups represent love, in this case, you are requiring and needing overwhelming love and support. Mm. Um, because you do need to take some um time to regenerate hmm. yeah. All right. that's a Center good answer Cubs generally says that you are you are wanting more hmm. support more love you are willing to receive it as well and I'm feeling that you will very much return the love if you can just get a new battery in your back.
0: Hm. All right.
3: That's very helpful. Yeah. That's nice. That's yeah. lovely. Tell us what you've got coming up, like what's in 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 brief because I know so basically in Erica's sure. house is a whiteboard with all the projects. <laughs> oh, wow. And I know several have been crossed off now. Yeah. How are you feeling about your to-do list?
2: Um we I'm almost done. You know, usually at the beginning of the year. I don't have a, a manager or anything like that. So no. I have to be self-motivated to do everything. And it's, of course, more difficult when um, grieving about something or having some kind of emotional reaction to something or... Oh, my God, it's your birthday coming up soon, Oh, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let me tell you about those. Yes, yeah, tell yeah, me yeah. about your birthday, because I know let that me those are big. just tell you about stuff on the board and yeah. not the feelings that go with it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let me try to use my left hand. Is the brain.
3: birthday on the board?
2: The birthday is on the board. The okay. birthday is a big thing every year, Okay. Right? Yes, 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 yes. What Thank does that you. look like? The birthday is an annual party that I have as a concert in a 4,000-seater venue kind of small for
0: <laughs> just Al- always in Dallas <laughs>
2: always in Dallas okay. at the same venue the factory okay and I have it each year and I've had it each year for about 10 years now this is going to be my 52nd birthday oh do you look
3: like honestly like your skin I just it's unbelievable yeah cause I. it looks so
2: young. I know
0: what's the skin <laughs> secret yeah really
2: yeah <laughs> I use money for lotion <laughs>
3: I was wondering, and I never got to ask you that.
2: Is this it? <laughs> that's it. Don't tell all the girls. No, it's just okay. between us. Yes, <laughs> but that's what's coming up. The birthday party is February twenty fourth. Uh, That'll be so good in fun. Dallas. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing all of my amazing friends that come out every year.
0: Do you have an outfit yet?
2: I don't. I don't. I don't lay my clothes out on the bed like that. I don't. You don't lay them out in your a mind. No. That's a birthday. That's the birth best day to just, so you're just wake up. You're
3: just going to wake up and go into the closet and pick some out?
2: Yes. Oh, you're insane. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm not insane. I'm telling you. I thrift, like maybe. You know, I've been thrifting this month. I thrift a month or two before. Just to get some cool pieces that I see. These rings I found on Etsy. I mean, it's They're just great. Like,
3: they basically look like broken plates. They're beautiful. They're like little porcelain. Like Chinese made. Yes. Yeah, they're so
2: good. The key to this whole thing is just kind of like you have tools around. Mm-hmm. It's just like if I was a, a visual artist, mm-hmm. there's no way. You know, I know today's the day that I paint a thing. But I don't know how you imagine in your mind what you're going to do. But it's just how my mind works. It's fun. I, your mind is I'm a, discovering, a magical thing. <laughs> I think my best work is still in me. It's so I don't want to definitely still in you. I don't want to disrespect it by trying to label it. Or yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, it's like I never I don't and it's fun like that. So the birthday is coming up which I don't know what I'm going to wear for work. <laughs> um there's a collab I have with cookies. Yep. Yep. Um cookies is a, a brand of can a cannabis brand, one of the most Oh I thought it was an actual ones.
0: cookie. I was excited.
2: Okay. <laughs> they do have actual cookies. Okay. But you want to just take two bites okay. of, that, <laughs> of that cookie. That
0: might not be the nurturing I know. No, right cook- that might not
2: be the cookie for you. My um weed brand is called apple trees, yeah. and his is called Cookies. So we got together to create a, a strain that I wanted to specifically research the relationship between cannabinoids and women, mm. and that's my interest. The strain we created is not just for women, but it has women in mind. Mm. Um, the packaging, the art, some of the cannabinoids inside, mm. um,
3: can you explain a bit about the pack? Describe the packaging? You showed it to me. Was it too? Yeah. Can you reveal it yet?
2: I did reveal it today on Instagram. Oh,
3: great! Okay, good.
0: So, so it looks kind of like
2: this. It's oh, it's wow. beautiful. Yeah, when I was thinking of, thinking of packaging, it's I was, like
0: blue and white Delft china, sort of yes. Ming Dynasty china.
2: Mm-hmm. When I was thinking of this, this look, I was thinking, what is the most feminine and soft thing that I can create to you know give to to women as a an offering for, we're paying attention to you too in cannabis world. I thought of a vase. I thought of a, a vase shaped like a, a woman that is also a bunk mm. That also has a vanity tray made of the same porcelain material, but trimmed in gold. So I thought, wow, wouldn't that be beautiful for someone? And that was the first thing I thought of. So I'm excited about this drop I have with cookies. It's my First venture into the cannabis world, which uh, sparked an idea to do a documentary about women in cannabis. In the name, no of no pun it.
0: intended. Wow, great! Yeah, it sparked an idea.
2: It did spark yeah. <laughs> an idea, <laughs> and uh, the name of the documentary will be called "Pussy and Weed." I love it. Yeah, <laughs> perfect.
0: Wonderful. <laughs> huh.
2: I had a drum roll in my head. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Watch (laughs) it. I thought you were maybe having a stroke. (laughs) I was listening to the drum roll.
2: Yes. Because I was real (laughs) stiff. Yeah. Everything. I was waiting for the audience to be quiet now.
0: Erica, thank you so much. This has been the highlight of our, definitely, of our fashion week. Yes. This is definitely the highlight Mm -hmm. of
3: our fashion
2: week. Thank you so very much. And thank you, Vogue. One
0: of my top favorite interviews <laughs> of all time.
3: One experience. Once you meet Erica, you will never forget Erica.
0: <laughs> I feel. I feel like I'm just going to listen to this interview as like ASMR to help me go to bed at night. I feel very soothed.
3: <laughs> the, that voice, that whisper. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <clears throat> well, until next week, everyone. The Run Through the Vogue is a production of Condé Nast Entertainment. I'm Chloe Mal.
3: And I'm Chermanadi. We'll be back next week. Bye. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's better.com. AI is making waves in every field it touches. President Biden is now on TikTok, and the election draws closer each day. With so much going on in the world, it is hard to keep up with it all, let me tell you. Hi, I'm Kai Rizdal, the co-host of Make Me Smart. It's a podcast from Marketplace.